<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What's up, everybody? Uh, I know there's a lot of weirdos and Twitter people saying that uh, I'm not going to be in Minneapolis tonight. Well, go ahead and take a bet on that. Um, I will be there. And it's a sold-out show. And you can't touch it. Aaron Carter's mom calls out police for not thoroughly investigating her son's death as a potential homicide. But a forensic expert says, not so fast. Our own expert, forensic death investigator Joseph Scott Morgan, makes sense of the latest in the singer's tragic case. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Over now to a bit of a back and forth regarding the death of 34-year-old singer Aaron Carter. Carter was found dead in the bathroom of his California home back on November 5th, 2022. His cause of death hasn't been released to the public. The ME says that the announcement is pending additional investigation. It has been reported that there were prescription pill bottles and compressed air cans found at the scene. I should also tell you that drowning seems to have been ruled out because apparently there was no water in the singer's lungs. But Carter's mother, Jane Schneck, has come forward with alleged photos of the scene. And she has accused police of failing to investigate this, quote, potential homicide, as well as death threats that apparently the singer was receiving. She said, quote, still trying to get a real investigation for the death of my son, Aaron Carter. She said this on a Facebook post. I want to share these death scene photos with you all because the coroner wrote it off as an accidental drug overdose. The photos are odd. So there seems to be dirty clothes on the floor, the bathtub where Carter was found. Uh, you can see it filled with green water. Again, she says the fa police failed to investigate this. They immediately looked at it as a sign of his addiction. They ruled it as a drug overdose. Well, now the New York Post is reporting that forensic expert Thomas P. Murillo, a senior lecturer, lab instructor in the University of Maryland's Department of Criminology and Criminal Justice, has casted some doubt on Jane Schneck's claims. So to help make sense of this on our end, let us bring in our expert, forensic death investigator from Jacksonville State University, Joseph Scott Morgan, who is also the host of the Body Bags podcast. Joseph, it's good to see you. I appreciate you taking the time to come here on Sidebar. So we don't want to engage in rumors or speculation, but we also want to understand if there is something off with this. Does Carter's mom have a point? So Ms. Schneck says that the photos, we'll start there, they weren't taken by police. But she says people were allowed to go in and out, seemingly suggesting sloppy police work, seemingly that the police never treated this as a crime scene. Mr. Murillo, the forensic expert that I mentioned, said that police probably already photographed it. And we also don't know when these photos were taken either. What's your initial impression of the photos? Yeah, I draw into question the provenance of any any photo that that I cannot verify a date and time stamp on. You, know, you can take all the photos you want, but we need to understand the genesis of the photos uh, and also what what's being displayed to us. This is interesting. You know, you hear about things like staging of crime scenes. I think that this has been mentioned a couple of times. Staging cuts both ways. Are you attempting to demonstrate something to 
prove your point? Or are you photographing something that's just there where you can actually, that's demonstrative of the reality? Has anything been adjusted? That's one of the reasons, to her point specifically, that you do want to try to keep control over a crime scene. And that's, that way you never lose context of it. So there's too much murkiness here, I think, relative to the photos that she has allowed to be displayed and what the police are not saying. Is there anything about the photos that creates alarm for you? Because Carter's mom, for instance, suggests that the towels were too perfectly placed. Marilio says, and I think this is what you're alluding to, maybe it's not so much about the scene, whether or not it was staged, but what does the body show? I mean, the body seems to be the most important aspect of this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those results from autopsy, which the forensic pathologist that's done the autopsy, they're still waiting on something at this point in time because we don't have that data yet. I don't even think we have toxicology back yet. Here, here's the real rub, Jesse. If you want to move forward with this case, you're going to have to do it without Aaron Carter's body because the body was cremated. So, you know, you don't get a do-over with this case. So they're totally and completely, if you wanted to get a, a second opinion where you had, say, for instance, another forensic pathologist that could actually do an examination and kind of go back and check what the original uh, autopsy revealed, that ain't happening in this case because the body's gone at this point. So right now, all hands on deck to wait. You know, you have to wait for toxicology. You're going to have to wait for histology here. That's going to play a real important role. Histology is actually, we talk a lot about toxicology. Histology is actually the microscopic examination of tissue that we take at autopsy. So looking at changes in the brain, looking at changes in the lungs, you know, you brought up the air canisters. He apparently has some kind of history of what's referred to as huffing, taking on compressed air, you know, which gives you this uh, euphoric feeling. And there was these canisters all around, but you don't know how many canisters. Was it just one canister, two? And again, it all goes back. To so does it seem like the ME has ruled out everything else? Because the way that I'm understanding this is it the ME might be calling the shots here. If the ME determines that this was an overdose or this was an accident, the police don't do anything more. It's the ME who's spearheading this because, again, it becomes a question of when would the scene have been released to whoever took the photos? If the ME, I'm assuming it starts from the ME, then goes to the police and then goes from there, right? Yeah. And just keep in mind, and, and this, this case is one of those cases that is perfect for to bring up the idea of staging, because you've got, you've got a, a fellow that has got a history, uh, substance abuse, mental health issues, all these sorts of things. So it, there is, uh, the ground is very fertile, you know, to think that something nefarious could, could have been going on. And, and just when you, you begin to think about illicit drug abuse, for instance, and I know they say they have prescription drugs. Who's coming in and out of his life? You know, who's who's passing through that house in Lancaster? Is there anybody that had bad intentions? Mom's saying that he had death threats. Okay, how do we validate that? That's something that the police. I, I believe his fiance said that as well. That he might have been mixed up with uh, certain people in the drug industry. Yeah, and if it is so neat and so well arranged, most of the time, if you have individuals that are involved in drug trade and they're trying to send a message. They're not going to have things neatly laid aside. It's going to be a bloody mess. And I don't think that that's what you're seeing here. She's talked about the color of the water. We don't really know. I, I don't have a real good sense as to the timeline, I think, is one of the big things here. And, and I'm talking about not the timeline from the family. I'm talking about the timeline 
from the medical examiner because they're going to be exploring this. She talked about color changes in the water. For me, as a medical legal death investigator, she starts talking about green and brown hues in the water. I, I begin to think, well, uh, is there some kind of biological change going on with the body? That might indicate that you've got a, maybe a longer period of time uh, for postmortem interval. It, it is essential, though, that we listen to everything that the forensic pathologist has to say in this case and take from that what you will. And you make a very good point, Jesse, relative to the police taking their cues. You've got, a, you've got this gentleman that was involved in drug abuse. He's got a history of it. He's been treated for it. He's got mental health issues. If this is something that the medical examiner deems as a drug overdose or as an accidental death where the huffing has taken place, because that would be ruled probably as an as an accidental death, then the police are not going to pursue this case any further unless they have something to hang their hat on. Was there any signs of forced entry at the house? You know, this guy's supposed to be, you know, a music star. Uh, did they go in and try to rob jewelry or take cash or uh, were there uh, drugs in the house? Anything like that? Was there any signs? How many times have we talked about forced entry and struggle at the scene over the years? Did that exist? I'm not hearing that right now. All right. Well, we'll wait and see. As I said, the results will be released. I mean, pending this additional investigation, but uh, obviously we can understand the frustration uh, on the hand, on the part of uh, Aaron Carter's mother, nonetheless. Joseph Scott Morgan, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. You bet, Jesse. And that's all we have for you here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time.